This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. My guest of today is a brilliant woman by the name of Dawn Del Vecchio. So who is Dawn? Well, what I can tell you about Dawn is that she has been studying goddess lore, facilitating ceremony, offering intuitive guidance, spiritual counsel, tarot and astrology readings for 35 years. Her original initiation as a priestess was in 1986 with her first circle, Mother Spirit. She received a second initiation or rededication in January of 2017 when she could no longer ignore a call to her true spirit path. Dawn holds a bachelor's degree in women's studies and feminist literary criticism and a master's degree in shamanic intuitional practices. She's also a professionally certified neurolinguistic life coach, clinical hypnotherapist, dream sculpting practitioner, and timeline trauma release coach. Professionally, Dawn has been a business mentor and marketing consultant for seven years, a professional writer for more than 15 years, and is the number one Amazon best-selling author of the book, Spirit, Mind, and Money. Dawn brings all of these transformational tools together in order to assist women in healing, cleaning, and actualizing their sacred leadership potential. She does this through retreats, online group mentorship, and one-on-one coaching. Wow. Dawn, welcome to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. How are you, our friend? Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. And I am doing really well. Very excited about what's unfolding in this year and excited to be here and finally have this conversation with you. I know. It's been in the works for quite some time. And of course, time gets away from me. So to know that we're actually here, I'm really grateful to you. So let's start with the inception of the journey, Dawn. Uh, People know who follow me that my approach is always unscripted. I think it makes for a much more organic, authentic conversation because you never quite know where you're going to deviate and the additional yumminess that comes out of it through that approach. So Mm. I will start, though, with the standard question I generally ask my weekly guests, which is how did you know and tap into 
this gift that you have. And it truly is a gift. I mean, some people, from your perspective, you might call it a calling, a purpose. Uh, you know, it wouldn't make sense to be doing anything else because this is intuitively who you are. But was there an actual cathartic experience or something that made you go, okay, there's something deeper going on that's at work here, whether I understand it right now or not, but I've got to follow it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that moment actually came fairly recently in 2016. So just quickly to backtrack, my whole initiation in the priestess goddess world came very early in my life. I was still a teenager and it's related to having had a home birth as a young mom and connecting with a group of women and starting a women's support group that became a women's spirituality circle. And we were exploring that then. Well, fast forward many years and uh, in 2016, I was on the island of Bali for a conference for women. And I encountered a, a variety of women from around the world, and some of whom were calling themselves priestesses and really activating the sacred feminine, what I would call the sacred feminine leadership energies. Some of them were wise women for sure with a bounty of knowledge and experience underneath their belt, and others were really playing a role because it looked cool. Mm. And um, I, having had all these years behind me and hiding behind being a business coach and marketer and, uh, you know, writing my book and all this stuff, was not even aware that this was something that was needed and uh, in demand for and that that all of those skills and abilities that I had cultivated over all the years just as my own personal growth was actually a piece that I was not bringing forward into my sacred work in the world. And that's why I was suffering so much financially, emotionally, frustration in my business because Mm -hmm. I wasn't showing up as me. And when I saw all these other women and all this demand and interest, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them, like I said, some were very wise, powerful women and others were ill qualified to be calling themselves, uh, I would say, a spiritual leader, uh, a priestess and had were ill qualified to be holding that space because they weren't doing their own inner work. Mm hmm. So. Well, let me let me ask you this then, Dawn. So for the benefit of the listening audience, uh, you know, a lot of people who would gravitate towards listening to this show, they're in the personal growth, personal development, spiritual realm. Uh, but there would be some newcomers who may not understand, and I want to get the terminology correct, particularly mm-hmm. for somebody who's in that role. What is a priestess? What is the role and the responsibility of a priestess? What does that entail? And what do you offer other people? Yes, this is a great question. So the the term priestess can be defined in a lot of different ways, and we don't have time here to go into the sort of historical mm-hmm. roles, uh, but the priestess, the way I am using that term, is a woman who is leading in from a spiritual from a spiritual role. So I initiate women in the, in, into their role as priestess into, into being a priestess, but they may go back in the world and run a business or lead their family or work in a job, but they're, they're embodying the sacred feminine principle of recognizing that they're a woman 
Mm-hmm. They're in the woman's body. So there is the feminine principle is like if you think about the yin yang symbol, the feminine part is stronger. The masculine is also within there, that energy. Mm-hmm. And they're pra- they have some kind of spiritual practice that honors that sacred feminine within. So for me personally, that means that I'm actually teaching certain spiritual principles of leading ceremony holding space for other people, how to how to be a facilitator of transformation based on the tools that I have. And I also teach goddess lore. I teach the ancient, what I call herstory, the, mm. pre, the pre-patriarchal religions around the world, and we have archaeological evidence to show it, was a mother-centric, goddess-focused culture primarily around the planet. So I teach that herstory as part of my role as a priestess. But not all women are going to say, well, I'm a priestess and I do goddess work and stuff like that. But me personally, that's what I've been called to because that's what I was groomed to do, unbeknownst to me consciously, since I was Mm -hmm. a young girl. Um, Yeah, so priestess is a woman who is called to some kind of leadership service in her community, her family, as a business, that she really holds with this, the regard of something that is sacred. Beautiful. Well, if you could also, Dawn, if you could maybe correlate your relationship. So as somebody who is really immersed in the world of spirituality, uh, somebody who's tapped into other lifetime energies that precede what's going on here in the physical sense and how we understand the here and now to be. Um, How do you, I'm going to use the word cope and correct me if I'm wrong, but how do you, let's use the word navigate. How do you navigate yourself in the materialistic world, all Mm. the external noise? So for somebody who's as grounded in the things that really are of substantial meaning, things that really give purpose to what's fundamentally important in life and within human spirit, how do do you balance the relationship of having to live in the world that we live in today? Mm, Beautiful. Yeah, living in the world, but not of it in a sense. Yeah. And then running a business, actually. (laughs) Yes. That is related to this. So. Um, so that's been a, also a journey of growth for me because I, I did, I, I came into a family constellation that was uh, not very capable of nav- navigating um, the, some of the more complicated material aspects of life, like making money, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so first and foremost is I have a, a, a daily spiritual practice. I begin my day early in the morning with meditation and um uh, prayer and me- really intuitive guidance journaling. I've a, been a professional writer for many years, so I write in my journal. I've been a tarot reader for many years, so I sometimes, not every day, use the tarot. And in the last year and a half, The Course in Miracles has been my my anchor, my ground and center of being. And I've been going through the, the lessons of A Course in Miracles to really clarify and purify my mind of the 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 indoctrinations of separation and fear that we are seeped in, in this three-dimensional world. Mm -hmm. So my spiritual practice in a nutshell, my spiritual practice daily, every morning, and then throughout the day, having reminders to breathe, to connect, this is key. Connecting with the earth is another piece for me. Um, And this is one of the feedbacks I get from the women who come to my retreats is how grounded I am. Uh, you know, touching the earth on a daily basis, loving Mother Earth, honoring the this this planet, this 
this alive conscious being that is holding us. Um, so those are, you know, so there's the spirit, the meditation, the prayer, the connection with spirit and my master teachers in the non-physical and uh, in my morning practice. And then the practical, the physical in the body, honoring the earth. Those are the two, like my pillars, if you mm-hmm. will. And um, from that, I've had to really, in terms of navigating, I've gone through a lot of having to turn inward and really look at my own shadow. I feel shadow work is so, so, so important. Yes. We have to look at our blind spots. And how do we do that? Sometimes we need help. This is how I ended up becoming an NLP trainer and um, hypnosis. Um, but sometimes, but but I think that the biggest thing is just whatever sh- is showing up in your life that's uncomfortable, that you don't like, that you're triggered by, whether it's a person, a situation, a health issue, you can continue to externalize and say that's that external problem that's impinging on my happiness or my reality or you could say wow this, uh, somewhere i am i am a vibrational match to this this is showing me something about where i am participating in conflict or whatever it is and so my practice the way i navigate is when stuff comes up in my field that's unpleasant i look within first to look mm-hmm. at where is where is my role and responsibility here. And also, where is this someone else's projections if it's a conflict, let's say? Mm-hmm. Um, because that happens too, especially as you probably know, when you're a leader, when you step up and you say, yes, I will hold the light and be a more public figure, people will not, well, they'll knock you down because <laughs> you're triggering them. Yes. So, so this doesn't mean take on the, oh, well, you know, it, it, either... A, it's all their fault, or B, oh, it's all my fault. No, it's about saying, where am I vibrational match this? Oh, look, I have fear about being attacked because I'm standing up and holding the light. That's mm-hmm. one of my personal things. Okay, let me do some healing and love and compassion work around that, some prayer work around that. And then know, too, that that person, you you don't judge them, you don't attack them, you don't counter them, but you go, wow, but they really are being triggered right now, and there's a piece of that that's really their stuff. They can work mm-hmm. on it or not. It's not my role to tell them. Beautiful. Let's talk about the symbiotic relationship then between so-called unconditional love, but also remaining true to your boundaries. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. So do you, do you want to tease that out a little more? Do you want me to just... Yeah. Okay. So let me... Okay, so let me, I'll interject something personal here, but I'll, I'll mm-hmm. make it somewhat generic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I am somebody who, you know, my own reasons, I, I just don't live in the past. I'm very well aware of what my past has entailed. I've learned the, list, uh, the lesson, the intended lesson, the gift, and I've incorporated it for the greater good of all within my messaging of living fearlessly. I've made it work for me. The things that were seemingly once upon a time out of my control, I've now adopted it in ways that I can manifest, I can create. I can co-create, I can impart important messaging, which the world is also hungry for. Mm. So when the past, so because I'm very concerted in my energies of, I fo- I'm not even really in the here and now, I'm more, I'm in the future. I, I catch up in real time with what it is I manifest. So when other people, and I know this is not how other people necessarily operate or navigate their own lives or isn't necessarily their own boundary, but when past is purposely, when it's already been identified for me as, you know, it's a boundary that I choose to honor in the not crossing for myself, those who would be well aware of that, um, 
but intentionally, for whatever the reason at the time, I believe, uh, you know, infringed upon that boundary knowingly and not from a good energetic space. So how do you continue to unconditionally love somebody who treads upon your your proclaimed boundaries? Mm, great. Good one. Yeah. Um, okay. So I had a, a situation also recent. Well, I've had several where, where this type of thing happens and I, in the, in many cases, it, 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 it is projection on their part. So there are times where, let's see, unconditional love is a state of being. It's not, mm -hmm. a, it's not a state of doing. There are some people who have been in my life who are um, running frequencies that make them very toxic to themselves mm -hmm. and to others. They are not in my life anymore. I love mm -hmm. them from afar. So I don't hate on them. I don't spend time. I don't give myself permission to spend time rehashing the old inner dialogues and how it could have been this, that, or the other. I set my boundaries. I say my, my, my piece about it. And if they continue to attack, undermine, whatever, 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 uh, then they're not, I, I just don't engage with them anymore if I have to. And literally this can mean unfriend them on Facebook. I mean, literally. Mm -hmm. So, and it's not because I'm doing it from hate. See, this is the whole, uh, unconditional love and boundaries are both truly an inside job first. Yes. And when we do it on the inside, and I'm thinking specifically of a specific person in my life who I don't hold grudge against them. I don't mm -hmm. engage energetically with attack or hate or fear or any of that stuff. And I, they're not allowed to be in my life. Mm -hmm. Not not allowed. I mean, I don't think they want to anyway because of their their energy. But I don't. I'm not friends with them on Facebook anymore. They don't really get to see what I'm doing because it's just going to trigger them anyway. Mm -hmm. If they see, you know, and I'm announcing the next retreat and I'm sharing this, that, and the other, and I do Facebook lives, why would I even want to keep that link? Mm -hmm. It's only keeping alive an energy connection, a, a, a cord that's not in service to that person or to me. Mm -hmm. But there's okay. no, yeah, there's no absence of, of loving kindness for them because like everyone else, we're in the human condition. We're struggling. We have yeah. egos that get in our way, but truly this is a sister brother, divine union, part of the divine as I am. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just quickly, I just want to give some context and extrapolate a little bit. So past for me, it's not about denial. It's not about avoidance. It's not about escapism. Um, for me, my whole explanation that makes sense for me in honoring myself about why I relinquish the past, why I choose not to dwell on the past is because it's counterintuitive from my standpoint. So where some people would go, oh, you know, maybe the past is is an issue or a trigger because it, it, it brings about insecurity. No, it's not about that. It's about the conscious decision that by eradicating the past from my life, conversation, uh, looking back over my shoulder as opposed to the per preferred direction in which I always look uh, to, which is forward and upwards. Mm -hmm. um, it, by relinquishing that dead space of things that you can no longer change, I then can create the new healthy vibrational space, which allows into my life that which I want to be more aligned with, that the attractor factor. So holding on to other things, even talking about it in conversation, uh, it doesn't serve me. 
And I've, you know, and, and that's a, that's a boundary for me. So people who mm. come into my life who are trying to understand how does Lisa think or what are Lisa's mechanisms for where she's at in her life with rapid growth and momentum, that's it for me. And yeah. that's a non, that's a non-negotiable. Mm. So where some people who haven't necessarily, it's not that they've not done the work. It's just that they're committed in that moment to misunderstanding you, or it's the ego getting in the way of justifying and rationalizing why somebody crossed a boundary. Um, it's, it's more about that's my interpretation and that's my reasoning and that's my non-negotiable for self. I will always be committed to welcoming in the new intuitive stuff, which further propels me on the trajectory of where it is I say I want to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and this is this is really the the crux of I think what we're we're learning as humans is energy flows where attention goes. I just quoted that yesterday in my Facebook live. So if you continue to look over your shoulder on the past, whatever that is, it's like, you know, when a dog keeps licking a wound and it won't heal, it's like that. Mm -hmm. However, there is a caveat. And that is when something is showing up in your field, that's that piece of work where we do our inner work, where we say, oh, how is this how is this, how am I a vibrational match? And what do I need to clean up on the subconscious mm. that is a match to this? Because it could be that the, the, this, it's a, everything out there is a mirror reflection of what's in here. So, so if what's coming up in my field is a repeat pattern of, let's say, um, let's say um, fender benders, this is just mm-hmm. a new, neutral topic. I really have to, I have to look over my shoulder at that point, not when I'm driving, uh, to say, all right, I keep having these fender benders. What do I need to go in and look at in terms of maybe a, a pattern of subconscious thinking or a belief system that needs to be brought to the light of my mm-hmm. conscious awareness and integrated consciously or released, surrendered, forgiven, etc., so that it isn't like a weight dragging on me, like ballast dragging me down when I am being a visionary and moving ahead. Beautiful. That's a very good analogy, a good metaphor to explain and illustrate what it is you did. I'm sure the loyal listeners really appreciate that, as do I, Don. Um, so let's tap a little bit into your tarot and astrology readings uh mm. for 35 years so if if let's in if we if you feel comfortable in doing so we could do a mock run through so if somebody who's listening to this wants to reach out to you for that aspect of business uh or that aspect of healing or that aspect of what it is you provide don um do you pick up on energy like say in this situation where we're on the phone we've never met face to face are you able to do a reading in that way Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So would you be able to, or be willing to do a quick snapshot of me as the example for the loyal listeners? And then I can, Sure. it's just Um, another way of verifying proof and evidence to get more people in the door for you. Oh, great. Okay. So what I'm doing here is I have, um, I have many tarot decks. I have the mythical goddess tarot that happened to be what's in my reach right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm shuffling. So what I would like you to do, Lisa, is uh, reflect on something you'd like some insight. We're just going to do a one card pull so it doesn't become a complicated reading. Sure. Just take a moment, maybe a couple breaths. And just as I shuffle into it, tune into what, what might you like some insight on? Um, I don't know if I can be general. I'm again, I'm always about the future. I'm always about manifest. Yeah. So anything to do with the future that you may pick up on. Okay. 
Okay, so I'm shuffling the cards. Now I'm cutting the cards. Now, normally when I work with people, I work visually. So I will, my normal way of doing this, if we were together, Lisa, is I would show you the card and mm -hmm. I would ask you to respond to the first thing you notice. So you might, it might be a color, it might be a shape, it might be an image, it might be a word on the card. And then I would ask you to tune into your body and reflect to me what that's bringing up for you. So I let you open the door for me because each card has multiple layers of meaning and I have those memorized, but this is not an intellectual exercise. So we're going to do this a little differently now because I'm pulling and I'm reading. Mm -hmm. So what I have is the mother of seas. So this is like, um, this is like the queen of water card. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a woman. She's, she's like this uh, watery goddessy image and the sign is Pisces. And so right away, I would say that one of the first things that the card is saying is either that you are very good at feeling your way into the next right step for you, or that guidance is calling you to feel more, to go deeper into your feelings right now before using the intellecty to, to establish or, or solidify the vision. Okay. And Beautiful. yeah. And she has, she's holding, she's got this beautiful, like starlight at one ear at her right ear. So then I would say, hmm, I'm wondering if you are clairaudient and you hear the, the idea you hear things more like I'm clairaudient. I'm not clairvoyant. I don't see spirits. I hear words mm -hmm. and what would happen. And then she's holding a seashell and a trident. So what would happen is if you hear something, take it into this beautiful seashell, not, not one of those spiral shells, but like a clam shell, a big clam shell mm -hmm. and almost like, let it, let it brew and percolate in your feeling body before actually trying to map out a plan. So for example, there might be something right now in terms of your future with your business or your family or something that it's brewing for you and you have some ideas about what the next step is. Mm -hmm. I would say this might be a guidance that says tune inward, mm -hmm. listen, 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 listen to the words you're hearing, listen to repeat themes going on in the next week or so. And then take it into your feeling body in a meditation. Notice where you feel it in your body. Let it sort of percolate inside in a, from, the, from the emotional state before you actually map something out and map your specific uh, material solid steps. Beautiful. Now that's all that resonates with me on a lot of different levels without going into it. Um, but do you forecast anything specific as it pertains to something specific with career, something specific with significant relationships, something with uh, business, like anything along those lines financially? Well, with this one card alone and without a specific question, I don't really forecast. I would say when and and I'll, I want to talk about that for a moment because, uh, but I would say when we have the seas or the cups, mm -hmm. this is always a symbol of going to the feelings and emotions first. Okay. So for example, if this was about business planning, let's say it might be an air sign. If it was about material, financial, or health, it would be an earth sign. So a longer reading would be in order and I'd be teasing questions out of you, mm. but so to the point of forecasting, though, I, I want to emphasize that, you know, the, the, 
sort of the stereotype of tarot readers is that we mm-hmm. fortune we fortune tell. Mm-hmm. And since I began tarot reading as a as a form of self-reflection and personal growth from the beginning. So I was still I was just 19. I would say, or 19 and a half, perhaps, when I started. Um, and so for me, tarot has always been a tool to help people got, navigate, which there's that word again, navigate, navigate the issues at hand for them and to really find the right insight for the next right steps. So in a greater reading, we certainly can, like I've had people come in with choices, for example, and gotten very clear message, don't go down that road. Please don't mm-hmm. go down that road. And this road, yes, this is this is the one. And um, that comes in part from their, their feeling, but it, it comes from the reflection in the cards. So if, so in order to gain, in a nutshell, in order to gain that forecasting, I would want you to look at the cards first of all, and we would have to get much more clarity on the specificity of what you're looking for information wise. Mm-hmm. And that obviously is not something you do on a public arena. That's a very private thing. Right. right? Correct. So, Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I want to thank you for what you provided for myself and for the listeners. And I would just say without going into too much, because I have too much I want to cover about you, Dawn, before we have to wrap up the interview, you specifically, um, I would really encourage people to reach out to Dawn. Obviously, she offers a myriad of services. But if this is the one that really catches your eye or piques your interest, I can tell you that from the feelings, emotions, and again, that being synergistically aligned with the card that you turned over, I got a lot out of that. Even in that Great. brief little cat, yeah, I really did. Um, so you've given me some food for thought with a couple things I'm trying to clamor away on. <laughs> ah, so thank great. you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about your retreats yes. because your retreats really fascinate me. And I'd like the listeners to be able to know what's upcoming on the calendar, anything they themselves would like to commit to or to get more information from you on before making an informed decision to see if this is something they want to partake in. Yes, I'm so glad you asked that because I'm absolutely excited about this aspect of my sacred work, which mm-hmm. is also a little piece of my business. Um, so, okay, so my next retreat, let's start there. My next retreat is in Bali, and it is October 27th through November uh, through November 2nd. Mm-hmm. And um, we c- you'll will you be sharing the links to those on your yes on the, yeah okay so I don't I don't need to go into that so my retreats are you have to apply to come and you have to have an interview with me why this is not because you need to be a spiritual master it's because I need to be sure that the container we create these are small retreats from fourteen to eighteen women that each woman is able to take personal, 100% personal responsibility for how she shows up. She's mm-hmm. able to hold space for any other woman who might be going through a difficult time without projecting her stuff and without being in judgment of other women. Mm-hmm. I need it to be a safe container for deep transformational and healing work. Now, that sounds all very serious and heavy, doesn't it? But (laughs) actually, my retreats are full of dancing, sharing, creating ceremony, co-creating ceremony, experiencing extraordinarily beautiful locations that are designed for uh, retreats, for for transformation. So we do a lot of dancing. I make sure that I have a great sound system. We do ecstatic dance so that we're in our bodies. So it is not just about talking heads. Mm-hmm. We share deeply. We practice the principles of circle that respect each voice. We sit in circle when we're sharing. 
Um, there's pre-retreat um, audio trainings and some worksheets and recommended reading. It's a very robust program so that by the time you come to Bali or uh, the next one after that is the beginning of February in Thailand. Wow. Uh, yeah. And that's my other home in the world. So uh, I live in Thailand in the winters. So by the time you get there, you are, we are all, we've already created a, a, an initial bond of sisterhood and we've already, you've already gotten some preliminary training on goddess lore and uh, the, the, the breach of the sisterhood that happened in many cultures around the world, because mm -hmm. a big piece of this work is reweaving the sisterhood and creating safety and alliances among women. Again, this is super, super important that we do this, that we lift as we rise instead of climbing over each other to get ahead. Yes. Beautiful. That's very important, very pivotal point. So I, I thank you for saying that and impressing upon that. Yeah. And, and this is, uh, so the retreats, there's opportunity to really share, go deep with whatever is moving for you. Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe you're having difficulty in your relationship. Maybe you're in a new relationship. Maybe you're about to have kids. Maybe your kids are about to go to college. Whatever is going on for you in your life, this is a chance for you to speak deeply into that, to receive insight, feedback, be held. And if a breakdown to break through has to happen. The mm. container is held for you to do that. Beautiful. Beautiful, Dawn. You're doing good work, very important work and very much needed work in this world. So on behalf of everybody else who would attest to that and be in agreement with me, I thank you. Yes. And yes, I say one other quick thing about this, about the other. Piece. Yes, please do. You really do. Women walk away with practical skills of how to hold space for and to, to lead circles of their own if they want. Now, not everyone wants to do that, although I do. I have a lot of entrepreneurs that are attracted to my work and a lot of counselors, healers, helpers, therapists, people who incorporate some of the tools they receive, the practical things like how to cast a circle, how to hold space, how very how to, you know, chance and, and meditation, guided meditation, these things. So they pick and choose what serves them to bring back into their personal lives or their professional lives. Beautiful. Good stuff, Dawn. So let me ask you this. As somebody who is committed to growth and development, as somebody who is self-actualized, for somebody who's as evolved as what you are as a human spirit, a human being, as a woman, you know, you also fall into the spectrum of being a human being. So we get tripped up. You know, mm -hmm. we're not we we're not able to completely avoid the contrast of what we know feels good versus what we know feels bad, even though it's our preference to always lean in towards uh, what feels good and what best serves us in a healthy, creative space. So on the days where something may trip you up, and I imagine your ability to recalibrate and hone the mindset to get you back on the right path is very quick for you. But what types of things trip you up? Uh -huh. I can tell you when, when people invent who they think I am based on their own projections, that's my mm. biggest trigger. So there you go. Putting my total vulnerability out there. Yeah. Yeah. And when people, yeah, they accuse me of thinking this or doing that because I'm this, because I want that, whatever it is, that is the hardest thing for me to deal with. And that's been my greatest, um, uh, growth edge, let's say. Mm -hmm. So let's what? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so what do I do? I, I yeah. 
prayer, meditation, the things I had said earlier, I go inward first. I don't mm-hmm. counterattack. I do not counterattack. No, no, no. I go inward and I give myself time and, or I don't even respond defensively. But mm-hmm. one of the things that this really has taught me is how much my mind can go into defense attack dialogue. And defense is the other side of atta- other side of the coin of attack. So, and this is a lesson I learned from Course in Miracles training, absolutely. And so because I understand that now, I go inward to prayer, meditation, mantras if I need to, in order to keep the ego mind from doing the atten- uh, a defense attack inner dialogue. And that may take a day or two until I'm until that fight or flight energy is calmed down. Mm -hmm. And then I ask for the divine guidance to respond lovingly if and how and when a response is needed. Lovely. And so based on your intuition, based on your firsthand experience with this and you having very rawly, candidly and, and, and vulnerably, which I appreciate having shared that this is the one aspect of what trips you up for people like yourself, Dawn, for people like myself, call it light healers, light workers, people who just show up understanding that the calling for why we're here is bigger than our individual selves. It's for the collective. Why do you think people like yourself, myself, because I hear this a lot with people who I interview who are out there on the global stage doing the kinds of work that we do. Uh, why do you think we're on the receiving end of this, mis- of this committed to being misunderstood? <laughs> oh, you mean you resonate with that, do you? I, yeah. I absolutely yeah. do. Yeah, it's it's projection. I mean, okay, there's, there's a couple of ways we could talk about this at the sort of psycho-spiritual level, which is that people, when, when we step up and we shine our light, people who are holding a tremendous amount of darkness, self-hate, mm-hmm. self-loathing, fear, s- oppressed emotions, abuse, trauma, you know, fill in the mm-hmm. blank. It's almost like it's painful for them. It's just mm-hmm. like if you're sleeping in the complete darkness and someone turns on bright lights right at you, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Right? So very so, good. Very good analogy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then I would say there's another level of it. And this is the high met, what I'd say, the metaphysical or the incarnational level is that there are many of us, we've been incarnating over and over again, wanting to shine our light, bring, be the healers and helpers. We've been burned at the stake as witches. We've been told, shut up, sit down. We don't want your light. And Mm -hmm. many of us therefore have a fear and I speak for myself, but I know I'm not the only one. I absolutely Mm -hmm. had such a fear of stepping up and shining my light to the point where I had to look at what could amount to, um, um, what would we say? I don't want to be unkind, but charlatans, Mm -hmm. uh, claiming to offer transformation and offering high ticket, low touch, uh, low quality in, in incompetent services. Yes. It had to be that painful for me to step up and because I had so much fear around being attacked. And so what happens? I'm a vib- I had been a vibrational match for attack because mm-hmm. possibly because of all those incarnations. And so as soon as I started stepping up, I started facing one character assassination after another. I, I'd say that there were three. Okay. Mm-hmm. There were three. Um, mm-hmm. so it's not that many, but they felt humongous. Of course. And I had to work through them as part of my journey to claiming my authenticity, my truth, and my soul's sacred work in this world. Lovely. Now, 
looking at the world from your perspective of how you live it, breathe it, talk it, embody it, would you say that we're in a culture shift, a, a shift paradigm of people becoming more awakened? Or do you think there's still a good, vast population of people who are still asleep at the switch? Oh, this is a wonderful question. I'm so glad you asked it. We are absolutely on the very beginning of what I call the Great Awakening. Mm. And those of us who are, oh, I got the tingle, so my guides are now here with me. Those of us who are feeling this now and have a bigger perspective are really on the very leading edge. We are beginning to hold very high frequency, which helps the others to awaken. The masses are still asleep. If you looked at the Maslowian scale of need, there are many, you know, if you think about developing in third world and fourth world countries, they're just, they're just surviving, right? Yes. Even the masses in Western culture are busy. They're tuning out. They're watching TV. They're busy in their ego consciousness. However, those of us who, as the more we can hold a high frequency, we actually have more weight, if you will, if you were to look at a seesaw. It takes fewer of us to reestablish a balance of conscious awakening than it does for the, the, the ones who are still asleep. I do believe that we will see in the next 10 years or so a greater mass awakening. And for some, that will come as a political awareness of how un- unfair the political systems and how off they are and how fake they are. For mm-hmm. others, it's going to be a spiritual awakening that they connect with their guides or they, you know, all of a sudden are clairvoyant or clairaudient or, or they just have a moment of sudden awakening like a, um, like a Eckhart Tolle, for example. Yeah. Okay. Um, and for others, it's going to come through deep pain. Uh, like uh, you think about Anita, Anita Morjani, who came close to death, had the near death experience, mm-hmm. was in deep fear and had a complete, complete turnaround from that deep state of pain and, and, and fear. So it's going to come in different ways, but mm-hmm. I feel we will see a greater mass awaken. But right now it's already underway. The frequencies, uh, Earth, mother earth's, uh, Schumann resonance is rising. Uh, we are in a part of the galaxy. Our solar system is moving through a part of the galaxy that's of higher frequency. And so we, this is why we see a lot of more drama and trouble stirring up. Because mm-hmm. the shadow is coming up to the surface to be cleared because we can't maintain a high frequency to, to pace with Mother Earth if we're holding a lot of dense fear and low vibrational frequency. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, Dawn, I, I'd like to give you the opportunity. Where can people reach you and where can people purchase your book? And, and how, what's the best way for people to connect with you to discuss your myriad of services? Ah, great. Okay. <laughs> I have a myriad of ways, too. Okay. <laughs> so, you can always go to dawndelvecchio.com. Uh, and then you find the way to, you know, contact under the contact, you'll be able to reach me that way. Um, for my retreats, however, I have a different URL for that. And it's priestessschool.info. And you could do forward slash forward slash retreats, plural, mm-hmm. to see just the general stuff. Or if you're interested specifically in Bali, you do forward slash Bali 19 for 2019, because that's when it's going to be. So priestess school. That means there's three S's in a row there, priestess school mm-hmm. dot info forward slash Bali 19. For my book, uh, spiritmindmoneybook.com or look up Google search my name on, or not Google search, go to Amazon, do my name, you get to my author page, you can see my um, digital books, but you'll see Spirit Mind Money is my main 
the main book, the the best selling book, uh, was a bestseller. Not anymore. You can Fantastic. Find Fantastic. And so what would you very quickly say to the listening audience in terms of how they can live more fearlessly in mm-hmm. their own lives? Yeah. Yes. Um, let me just take a breath and connect in. Sure. So I'm very clear. You are loved. Mm-hmm. You, like all of us, are experiencing the human condition, which means you have your foibles, the mistakes you've made. Surrender the shame or the guilt of the mistakes you've made. This is part of your journey. Know that you are loved and it is safe and okay for you to look at those shadowy places that need to be healed and cleared. When you do that, you will be able to access guidance and align yourself with your highest sacred purpose for this life. Beautiful. So, and we just want to reiterate once again that the retreat that's coming up now, is it Bali or is it Thailand, the October 27th to November 2nd? October is Bali. Okay. February is Thailand. So the next one, October 27th, and that's going across the Halloween holiday, which is a sacred holiday for some of us. Um, That is in Bali. That's outside of, or it's inside Ubud, uh, the central Bali. So beautiful. Fantastic. Island of the gods. Yep. Oh, beautiful location. That's definitely on my list. Um, so, and is there a cap for how many people can register just to give people a sense of urgency so as not to delay or prolong getting in touch with you so they don't lose out? Yes, I have I have room for 16 women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there'll be 18 altogether. Me, my assistant, who is one of my uh, a priestess tra- mentees, uh, and then eight, 16 women. And I already have a few interested. I don't, as, as we record this, I don't have even, um, the page up yet, but by time, you know, it's going to be yeah. up in the next couple of days. So, uh, yeah, so 16 max. Fantastic. And is there a, a magic symbolic reason to 16? Uh, no, there isn't. In this case, it really is, uh, knowing the, the different size groups and and what is a, a range of number where everyone can get enough individual attention and support. Nobody gets lost. Mm-hmm. And yet there's enough of a group energy where we can really create some high intensity energy, magic, and transmutation of energies. The alchemy of the group. Beautiful. Well, I just want to say, Dawn, it's been an absolute pleasure, an honor, and a treat to have time with you today. And I know that that's going to be the feeling uh, also attest to by the listeners, the loyal listeners, as well as eventually the podcast subscribers. And I just want to say, I love your energy. I love your vision. I love your passion. And I love all the good work, the yummy, yummy good work that you're putting out there into the world. Because yes, people are hungry. People are wanting to awaken, but they don't necessarily have the tools in their toolbox to know how to first approach or tackle anything so as to get exceptionally clear within themselves Mm -hmm. and to be on that path of fellow contribution rolling up your sleeves, finding your own voice, finding your own power so as to anchor other people up. Right. I really believe we're here to empower other people to empower themselves, Uh, paying it forward and being of service. That's always the crux of why I believe we're here, no matter what our individualized signature or brand 
or vision is that we hold for ourselves in getting ourselves out there with the masses. So I just mm. want to say once again, Don, beautiful spirit that you are. I want to thank you for everything. You're always welcome to come back to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald as a repeat guest because for your momentum and growth and for what thank you're committed you. to, there would always be something new for you to share and discuss with the rest of us, which would be a lovely treat. So I just want to say to the loyal listeners, thank you once again for taking time out of your schedule for tuning into Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. My purpose, of course, which I'm exceptionally clear on, is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. We will be back here again next Friday with another phenomenal guest to share with you. Love and gratitude to all of you and to you as well, Don Del Vecchio. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.